Welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host Justin Baker and I are on a mission today to determine what team has the longest rebuild all the way into what team has the longest Stanley Cup window and everything in between. We're going to go through all 31 teams. Justin has a list, 31 up to one, and uh, then I'm just going to pick his list apart. Pick his list apart. (laughs) I, I have everything... Uh, in terms of the numbers and, and how long teams go, I just didn't rank them. Justin went the extra mile and ranked them. So we're going to use his list and uh, and then we're going to have some fun. So tell me, Justin, your uh, the way you determine the list, uh, like the way you kind of thought through it. Yeah. Let's just let's just go through that before we we get started. This was a tough list because you have a lot of teams where like their window is tiny or where they're they might be a bubble team. Right. But. They absolutely have no shot at winning a Stanley Cup. I mean, ideally, if you really look at it. So what I did is I took teams that maybe have, you know, a window there to make the playoffs. But if they're, you know, they're only a couple years till their team basically has to do a rebuild, you fell lower on the list, right? But maybe you're a team that is a contender. Whether your window's, you know, smaller or larger, you're going to be a little bit higher up on the list because yeah. you are a contender. Yeah, right. That, that was So I, I broke... The way I did mine, I broke mine up into three categories. I did the, the teams that are the rebuilders, and I determined how long I thought their rebuild would take to get them to the playoffs. I like that. And then how long that rebuild would take to get them to become Stanley Cup contenders. Uh, and then for the play, I did my second category is the playoff contenders. I split it up into East and West because I think the majority of teams fall into that category. Like the majority of teams are not Stanley Cup contenders, but the majority of teams aren't quite rebuilding at this point. Sure. Uh, and so then I kind of determined whether or not those playoff contenders were trending up and towards becoming a Stanley Cup contender or, you know, trending down and going to become rebuilders soon. And then, of course, the Stanley Cup contenders, I did the same as you kind of determined how long I thought their window might be based on the age of their players and the salary cap constraints and who they, you know, who they might need to sign here in the next few years if that was going to. You know, force them to have to move people. So uh, that's where I landed. So you've got the list. Let's go off your list, and we'll uh, we'll pick each other apart here. I love it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, this is a show where we're gonna just rip everything I say apart. I love it. Uh, <laughs> all right. So he didn't know this coming in. But. Didn't know it. Great. Uh, not only did I have to drive through a crap ton of snow this morning, it snowed True. like a foot and a half, but. Your dedication is off the charts. In comparison <laughs> to mine, I like got up and I walked into the other room. So yeah, must thank be nice. You for, thank you for making the trek. You are the one with the truck. That's true. Although I, I do have an escape. I guess that's like yeah, you can still get through this. It's snow. like half. It's half. It's better than a car. There you go. But not not a truck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the thirty first team on my list with the longest rebuild to go, in my opinion, is the Ottawa Senators. Okay, uh, Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Rebuild. Basically, my my. Th- thought process behind this and you can look at other teams at the bottom of the standings um yes they got a couple solid defensemen in the system with thomas shabbat you know brandstrom coming up but to me the the biggest issue with them is they have no ideal or you know identified number one center potential prospects right i mean they well they brady got, kachuk well he's not a, he's a center, more right? of a winger but he's a winger but I mean, they've got Josh Norris, who could be a really, really good number two, two-way center eventually, and he has shown some flashes of, you know, offensive upside. But you know, besides him, and maybe you could throw Logan Brown in that category, although he's not really impressed me much lately. But 
Um, you know, besides those two guys, there's there's not a whole lot coming in the pipeline toward you know in terms of centers and then goaltenders too. They've got nothing in my opinion. I, I don't like anything in terms of their goaltending prospects. And so uh, when you don't have goalies, when you don't have number one centers, to me, you're you're dead already. Yeah. Uh, well, the way that I look at it for the Ottawa Senators, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, star power is definitely there. Like Brady Kachuk looks, he's the real deal. He's going to be their next captain too, for sure. Uh, and, and then of course, Thomas Shabbat, yeah, like, and he's locked up for eight million dollars for a the lot next of money. eight years after this season. So, yes, a lot of money, but for what you're getting, uh, I think you know if he's if he's on the open market as a 26 year old, he's getting twelve, 12 like eleven million. Well, right? yeah, you look at what Carlson just signed for, and you're like, oh, we got Thomas Shabbat, who ideally right. could be that type of player, you know, next year or two. He's probably he's not going to put up the same amount of points that Carlson put no, up through not. his tenure there, but. He's he's still he's super gonna be a effective. bargain. Absolutely. Uh yeah, and, and when I see to me I, I have their their window a little bit shorter that, that's gonna take them uh, they aren't my my longest okay. team. Uh but I'm looking at them and I'm going, okay, they're 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 gonna finish bottom of the league again this year, probably bottom of the league again next year. Uh all of these potential rebuilds all change if this team can win the lottery. Like if you win the first overall pick, especially this year, like if you get one of the lottery picks in the top two and you get Byfield or Lafreniere, like things are things are looking much, much different. Like if the Ottawa Senators have Quinton Byfield. Oh, absolutely. Now you got your number, number one, one center. center. Yeah. Suddenly things look a little bit different. Now if they, you know, the draft doesn't go their way and they end up picking sixth, you're still going to get a nice player. Uh, it may not be as quick of a, a turnaround. I see this team as a team that could maybe, since you've got Shabbat, you can build around him, and you and you have Brady Kachuk, you're going to build around him. And there's some there's some guys that are having some good years, like Anthony Duclair, and uh, and and I don't mind Colin Wilson as a as a top six forward. Don't necessarily love him as a you know a top guy, but as a top six forward, he's fine. I think this is a team that could be back in the playoffs in two or three years. Wow. And and from there, you know, you're looking at let's let's say Ottawa gets two pretty darn like two top five picks over the next two years. That third year, I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility to go, eh, they'll probably have their number one center and they'll probably have something else, whether that be a top top four defenseman or another top six forward. And suddenly they're looking pretty good, probably because they're going to like after this year, they're going to shed as many people as they want to shed. And then it's a matter of like if their owner is willing to, to dole out some money. Yeah. And that's that's the other big issue, too. Right. Management's always been a huge issue for me. And that's that is something I took into you know effect with a lot of these rankings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ottawa, obviously, they're they've been known as like they're going to be at the bottom of the cap, basically, for the next few years, I think. And so if your management right and you're rebuilding, you're not willing to go out and spend the money. For instance, like the New York Rangers, right? They went out and they spent the money on sure. Panarin, knowing right. that they're in rebuild mode. But that's going to help, you know, drive and help escalate that rebuild a little bit quicker in my opinion and so you won't have that if you're the ottawa senators for sure yeah and i don't i don't think that anybody in the in their goaltending pool is necessarily uh like a sure a sure bet right either and with craig and i mean they they've been playing hogberg a lot 
I think he started his third or fourth game in a row over Anderson. So Anderson, he'll be done after this year. I, I think he'll probably will retire. Maybe he goes and he backs up somewhere. But uh, at 38 years old, probably about not a lot that. of suitors. Right. Yeah. Uh, so their goaltending situation does worry me. That's where they're, you know, you're probably going to have to sign a free agent or if Hogberg can somehow turn out. It's hard to tell how good a guy is when their team is so mediocre in front of them. Right. Anders Nielsen has shown flashes of being a decent goaltender, but again, he's always shown flashes of right. being a, a halfway reasonable goaltender. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's really what he is. He's a halfway decent goaltender yeah. who will play on bad teams that need He'll to be fill a, a hole. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a hole filler. A hole filler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, yeah. All right. Uh, I don't disagree though, that Ottawa is definitely towards the bottom of, of those okay. rebuilds. Uh, let's go with your number 30. Number 30 for me is the Anaheim Ducks. Might be a shocker for some people, I, but okay, I, I like it. Yeah, I um, you know, this is a team that's competed pretty well over the last few seasons, but you slowly see them starting to dissolve. Right, they've got a lot of older guys signed up for a few years. Adam Henrique, Jakob Silverberg, who to me is almost—I don't want to say a bust, but he he just hasn't panned out to what you think that guy could have been. Right, he's turned more into like a two-way guy, maybe a, a second-line winger who can really play some good defensive minutes, but. He's not that that score that you need. And for a team that is second worst in the league at scoring behind the Detroit Red Wings, you need some scores, right? Get slash not getting any younger. They, you know, bought out Corey Perry. They really don't have, you know, they've got Max Jones, Sam Steele coming up, but Max Jones hasn't really impressed me this year at all. Sam Steele, I'm not too sure about him yet. You know, maybe those two guys might take a few years to season. Uh, you know, maybe they might come around, but what kind of seasoning are you using in those guys? Uh, Monterey steak seasoning. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. um, so they'll be okay then. <laughs> Not great, but they'll be okay. They'll be okay. <laughs> um, the one shining, you know, thing about the, the ducks though, outside of, you know, that they have an aging core and, you know, group of forwards that just don't impress me. Like Shania Twain would say, uh, is John Gibson. I mean, to sure. me, he's one sure. a top three goalie in this league. Uh, and they've got them locked up for a lot of years at a really, really nice a cap nice, hit. Yeah, nice cap hit. You know, and they've got some decent pieces on defense, but unless they turn the rebuild around quick, these these you know Hampus Lindholm, Cam Fowler, those guys are going to be a little bit older, and you don't know what you're going to get out of those guys. You know, when they're in their 30s at that point, by the time you restock the cupboards up front. Right, and uh, you know, to me though, I think that Anaheim is a like I can see Anaheim and. Even next year, Anaheim could make the playoffs to me, um, I, which I still think I agree. They're in a rebuild, and I don't necessarily think they're competing. They're not trying to. like. It's almost they're, they're one of the bubbles. They're kind of between that playoff and, and rebuild because they haven't really committed to a rebuild. Right. Although the I think it was the owner of GM, I can't remember who it was, just came out the other day and said we're willing to take on cap, right? They want to they want oh, yes, people to yeah, dump right. their yep, yep. And their in exchange stupid, for like a first round pick or something yeah. or a second round pick. They're, so at yeah. this point they're like at that that borderline where they're like, Okay, we probably should start doing rebuild at this point. Well and they know they know that at least for this year and, and they're probably next anything. they're not doing anything. Sure. And that's now the 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 real signature of like, all right, we're going to rebuild here is can you convince Ryan gets laugh? You know, if we can move you now, we can actually get something and like, let's all, let's all move on together. It's not that he's not a, a good player anymore or a guy that you'd want around, but it's just useless to have him there. Like, sure. Go, he can go and be a, a fantastic second line center 
for for a team. He can kind of reignite his career. Uh, I mean, he's just kind of rotting there in Anaheim right now, and it's yeah. just, 33 points in 46 games is not bad at all. No, no, especially when, you know, you're not really really playing with much. Uh, he actually scored 11 goals too, which he's on he's on pace to have his best goal scoring year since 2014-15. Nice. Uh, but there just isn't much to go around. And I, I'd agree, but there, to me, at least coming into this year, they were a team that was still trying to make the playoffs. They, they didn't do anything to show me otherwise, but especially with the defense core and, and maybe their defense core is just overrated at this point. Like Manson, Lindholm, Fowler, you look at that and on paper, you at least say that's, I mean, that's a pretty darn good start. Any team would take any three of those players. I don't think there's a team in the league that wouldn't take one of those three guys and add them to their top four and be better outside of uh, maybe Na- uh, even Nashville would probably be willing to take one of them. So. <laughs> yeah, Lindholm could be on the move. I mean, he's got a relatively low cap hit for a, a top four defenseman at just $5.2 million. So he would be a good a good little trade bait to throw out there. Yeah, for, uh, but to me, I, th- I see. I think Anaheim can do more of like a. They can pull more of a San Jose here, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe they can retool. I th- I think that you can convince someone to come and sign there. I mean, they've got the cap space. Maybe. Yeah, and that's the thing. You could just overpay <laughs> in the off season for somebody, you know, and then you can ideally bring in a couple guys up front who can help increase that scoring, and then right. boom, right. you're right back in the thick of it. Yeah, I mean, next next year is the bulk of the Corey Perry cap hit. $6.6 million is, is next year's cap hit for him. Uh, but, I mean, leading out of that, you know, right, like right now, yes, it says they have $2 million in cap space, but they also have Ryan Kessler, who's on long-term injury, and he, he'll be there, so they can always get the six six point eight whenever they need it, if they need to go over the cap. Uh, and they, you know... Getzlaff is is done after next next season, so that's eight mil off the books, right, right? And he's not getting that kind of money again either. So, <sighs> yeah, I mean, he might get he might get six. Yeah, he could get like a Kevin Hayes type situation. Well, well, for he the right probably team. would. I mean, at that point, at the end of his deal, he's thirty six years old. So Getzlaff's probably getting some uh, some one to two year deals. Or maybe someone Eric's gives him type money. gives him like a Marlowe kind of deal, okay. where he he goes somewhere else and he's able to get that third year, which ultimately you saw that third year kind of screwed Marlowe over a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I guess he get he's he got paid for it, right? Because Carolina screw him over too bad. Bottom out, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you're not mad about having like a guy like Ricard Raquel. I, I this is just a team that I can see if they make one or two moves, maybe they get lucky and win the draft lottery. Suddenly, I don't want to trade Getzlaff anymore. If I like, if I've got someone on his wing now, Lafreniere on his wing, and I can go, hey, you get to play with him for the next three or four years, and and close out your career, kind of showing this kid the way. Getzlaff isn't a bad guy to do that, right? Not we, too bad. Consummate pro, at least. At least you've you've got that. So, uh, yeah, I would. I disagree that Anaheim has the, the second longest rebuild because I do think that they they at least have pieces to move like Ottawa long rebuild. They don't really have anybody that they can go, okay, we've got desirable high end guys who we could trade and, and actually pull in some good pieces. Sure. Anaheim, at least like if they were able to move gets they'd be able to get a first round pick plus 
forgets left. There's there's not much on Ottawa that I'd go, yep, I'll give you a first round pick for him. Which uh, definitely slows a, a rebuild. And Anaheim has proven that they're willing to spend their money. That's true. And so that that accelerates things a little bit. But I feel like Ottawa is really the only team that just is completely unwilling to spend money. <laughs> so for for that reason, it's not a bad idea to have them at the bottom because they'll probably always toil. Uh, okay, who's your number 29? Uh, the oldest team in the league, the Detroit Red Wings. Are they really the oldest they team are in the league? The- oldest wow. average team in the league okay. yeah um yeah i mean don't get me wrong i i like a lot of the pieces that detroit red wings have um the problem is is cool they've they've got good guys up front good young guys who can be leaders who can be scorers in the future you know mantha bertuzzi larkin zadina joe valeno's coming up because he looked really good with lafreniere <laughs> at the world juniors so who doesn't yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, that uh, guy looked really good with Sidney Crosby. I know, <laughs> I know, right? I know. Zach Cassian looked real good playing with sure. Mick Davis. Yeah, he's about to get a new deal too. Um, but and they've got one or two decent prospects on D. You can still maybe throw in Philip Ronick's name in there. Maurice Snyder, I I love that Maurice guy. Snyder's gonna is a nice piece. That yeah, but not much else on the D. You know, in terms of prospects and no future number one goaltenders coming up through the pipeline. That worries me tremendously, especially because, I mean, let's face it, if you don't have goaltending, you don't really have anything in this league. So, you know, and one of the reasons I put them in front of Anaheim is I, I love Steve Eiserman, right? I mean, not only is he just a homegrown Detroit guy um, in terms of, you know, did his career here, he's coming back to fix the team he, he loves, right. but you've seen it in Tampa where he's willing to be aggressive, he's willing to trade, he's willing to spend the money. So he'll do what it takes to to get this rebuild going. And well, so, and I... I keep wondering, because uh, Maurice Sider was taken at what, six? Six, yeah. And I think that, was Hedman taken at four, or was he taken at five? I think Hedman was two. Oh, he, he was, was two. Okay, number yeah. two, yeah. Uh, you know, I just want, but I I think when they took Hedman, did he take him ahead of when of where he was actually ranked? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, or Hedman, yeah, I think Hedman was ranked a little bit, like in three or four, maybe, somewhere down there, but... Um, I mean, regardless, like, you know, Maurice Snyder, for example, he was ranked probably like, I think people had a mid first round, you know, maybe even, you know, number 20 in terms of, um, you know, potential. But I mean, still, you know, if you see the prospect there and, you know, again, for a team that's really strapped on defense and doesn't have a lot of prospects, you know, you you take a little bit of a reach and hope it works out. And it's it's looked like it's going to work out so far. But um Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are the things that you can do as a team that's in last place. You can scoop guys up that you know have talent but have been knocked around. Like, I keep wondering when Josh Hosang is going to go to the Red Wings. But, yeah, the Red Wings, so I have them as they could make the playoffs in three years max. Max. Like, I don't see them in the the division that they're in. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the next three years... Boston isn't going anywhere. Tampa's not going anywhere. Toronto's not going anywhere. And Florida is Florida's probably like they're they're looking like they're yeah. They're gonna be okay. They're always gonna they're gonna do okay. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> uh Montreal is always gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way I've ever heard it put. And the the Buffalo Sabres will hopefully one of these days make the playoffs. Hopefully. So, so to, to me, there's just too many teams ahead of them in what 
the Red Wings are attempting to do now. Right. And so it just, to, it seems like there's no point in trying to, to rush it. Now, could they make the playoffs in two years and have like a New Jersey Devils kind of like, wow, they, they blew the socks off. Like Gerard Gallant is the head coach now and he had a great first year and he pushed us and we, you know, finished with the wild card spot and we lost in five games in the first round. And then, you know, then the following year we kind of go dip back down and regress a bit, but this team isn't really going to compete for much until they can dump some of this, like Darren Helm and, and Abdulkader and Franzen and uh, I mean, Franz Nielsen, sorry. Franzen yeah. doesn't, doesn't really matter. <laughs> They're uh, still paying them, right? Nice that, you know, finally Erickson and daily, some of these guys that are just dead weight, they're, they're coming off the books. So uh, it'll be interesting to see though. I mean, even, even a guy like the Kaiser, like, Five million bucks for a guy who's probably on a on a cup team is a third pairing defenseman, right? So, uh, and you got to re- re-sign Mantha though at the end of this year. So, yeah, they'll get that deal done. But again, to your point, I mean, yeah, they've they've got a lot of teams ahead of them, and that's why I have them at you know towards the bottom in yeah. terms of longest rebuild to go because you've got to stockpile right. good players and shred some of these contracts so that you can be ready to compete. You know, in three four years to to try to jump a few of these teams ahead of you. Right. They are in a better they see the thing is though, they've been in a rebuild for the last three years. Yeah. And I don't think Kenny Holland was the right guy to do it. He just doesn't know how to. No. Never had to. No. And so now you're bringing a guy who has shown he can rebuild a team. Right. From from scratch. Right. <laughs> uh and it, when you're considering, all right, they've already been in a rebuild for three years. And now how long until they can make the playoffs? I'm I'm saying another three years and they're like maybe in that third year they make the playoffs. It might be that extra year, but they're going to compete for the, like they're going to move out of rebuild status, even though they'll be still building, they're going to move into the playoff contender position, I think in three seasons. So not next year, not the year after, but the year after that, they will be in a position where I think everyone goes, all right, this team, we've been rebuilding for five years now. Now is the time. Like we should be able to make the playoffs, whether they make the playoffs or not. I don't know, but they're going to move up into that contender spot for a playoff. And then to me, it's six to seven years before they can become cup contenders. Okay. From, from this point on. So six seasons, they might be cut. I I think Iserman, like I would, I would trust that Iserman can do more than the average six years. Yeah. And I mean, at that point too, you've got Larkin, who's going to be 28, 29 in six years, you know? So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily looking at this iteration. Like, it's not. I mean, that's actually not a bad place to have a guy like Larkin if he's still around in six years. Uh, but I'm looking at, like, a Zadina. I'm, I'm thinking that the Red Wings are going to get a lottery pick. So, you know, if they end up with Lafreniere or Byfield, that is when those guys are going to be right in their prime. Just Five, ripe. In six years, you know, yeah, those guys will be... Those guys will be ready to go. A long playoff run. They'll be seasoned, and uh, hopefully, you know, like a Maurice Sider, he's going to be probably a top ten defenseman in the league. Seeing as I, how Eiserman drafts guys, right? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it takes it takes some time to become because on top of that, you like Eiserman's going to build the cupboards back up. Like you see, you see, saw what he did in Tampa. How he just was able to like you looked at them and you said that guy on their fourth line would be in other teams top sixes like that is when you're in that position you know you can compete for a cup because then you can deal those pieces and acquire others that you need elsewhere in your lineup so uh yeah i would i'd say though 
six years for the Red Wings to really rebuild their whole cupboards. All right, wonderful. All right, 28. 28, moving on. Uh, for me, it's the New Jersey Devils. Okay. Yeah. And maybe some people are looking at me crazy because, or listening and just saying, this guy's loco, they're rebuild. You know, windows should be a lot shorter now. They should be closer to playoffs. However, don't get me wrong, Jack Hughes is nice, but... He, he sure. He sure yeah, is nice. And, and he sure. They're two great. You know, you have two potential number 1A, 1B type center guys that you can throw out there at any situation, which would be nice. But, you know, outside of that, there's not a ton that impresses me. I mean, P.K. Subban does not look like anything close to the Norris Trophy defenseman uh, he once was. Do you think he'll figure it out? Like, I hope so. And I hope with new coaching, you know, they can turn him yeah, back into yeah. what, you know, they were hoping he was. But to me, the biggest concern is goaltending. There's I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood is okay, but I don't think he's going to be anything more than a career backup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously they're they're locked down to Corey Schneider for another couple seasons, and and honestly, nobody's I mean, going to take might that just contract. Go on LTIR, maybe, and maybe they buy him out. You know, in another year. Um, you know, who knows with the the upcoming CBA? But you know, outside of those two guys, there's there's nothing in the cupboards for you know goaltending. I mean, they do have a nice defensive prospect, Ty Smith, who looks like he could be the real deal and could be a potential top four. Uh, Sammy Vatanen. Probably their best defenseman outside of PK Subban. Free agent at the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, he's probably going to get moved at the deadline. Yeah. And he's going to go sign somewhere and, else. And probably Andy Green, probably going to get dealt yeah. deadline here. He'll be uh, number seven, number six defenseman, probably on another yeah, team. Yeah, and I mean, a third pairing defenseman, Andy Green, not so bad. No, not at all. Um, it's just he's when he's your top four defenseman, you're in big trouble. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, so they've got the two centermen, which to me is the most important pieces you, you need to be a contender and then goaltending in my mind. But again, outside of that, there's there's nothing in this in the system in this team that really excites me to say they're closer to being a playoff contender than they are a rebuilder. Yeah, I am. This this is how far I'm I'm willing to go with the New Jersey Devils. So I actually have them in two years. They can be playoff contenders. I think with Jack Hughes coming into like, I mean, he hasn't looked great, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. There's a reason he went first overall. Like, let's assume that he's a he's a okay like a decent number one center. Uh, I'm thinking like Ryan Johansson kind of number one center is uh, maybe the hope that he yeah, and that's up. not bad. No, no. Uh, and then and then Nico Heischer. We know what he like. Nico Heischer looks like he's going to be a great like, two way center. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and is going to complement anyone. And so you're not mad about those two guys. And then you can fill in the rest with uh, with everyone else that they have. I mean, and Travis Zajac at the third third center position or, you know, he's gone in, in a year after this. Uh, there's a lot that you can do. Pavel Zaka looks okay now. Uh, looks like he maybe has learned his, his lesson after some <laughs> interesting things last offseason. Uh, they have some okay pieces. So I, I think there is a chance in the Metro that this team, especially as Washington and Pittsburgh they're they're going to start taking steps backwards. Like they they might have a couple more years of a window for the Stanley Cup, but there's like teams up at the top. They're not going to be up at the top forever. So the Metro to me is is maybe the most wide open in the Eastern Conference comparatively. So I'm I'm looking at eh, the Devils. They could make the playoff. They could become playoff contenders in two years, but. As far as Stanley Cup contenders, I have them as my longest 
amount of time before a team becomes a Stanley Cup contender. Mostly because I'm, I might as well just say, I, I don't think the iteration of any of these core players is going to be good enough to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, but I put nine to ten years because I think wow. you have to. You're going to have to flush through a lot of these, a lot of these guys. I look at Jack Hughes and Heischer, and I see a team that, yeah, okay, that's a nice team, but I don't think they're ever going to be a team that can go head to head with the superstars of this league. I mean, you know, you look at like a St. Louis Blues. Okay. Not a team with a ton of superstars. Uh, except for you go, well, Colton Preco is probably the most underrated defenseman in the NHL. Alex Petrangelo is phenomenal. And then you've got Tarasenko, who is an absolute star. It just he happens to play in St. Louis, so people don't people don't see him as often. And granted, he's hurt right now. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly is like this complete grinded out. Like he is a superstar. He just is totally different than all the rest. He's not your typical, like I'm going to do this through pure skill. He's got phenomenal skill with every tool. Uh, yes, yes. Every tool. Yes. Uh, so to me, I don't see, I don't see like Nico Heischer becoming a Ryan O'Reilly, a guy that can, can do those same types of things. Uh, I just don't think that this iteration of the devil's, is in a position to become Stanley Cup contenders until they completely flush this lineup. So I actually okay. had them at the bottom of my list. I had them at the very, very, very bottom because I'm I'm like, you're going to have to rebuild again. <laughs> they're rebuild rebuilding again. and they're going to have to rebuild again. All right. Fair enough. So uh, moving on from the Devils, next on my list, the LA Kings. I have them at 27. Uh, pretty low for a team that, you know, maybe a year ago you could have said they're a playoff team, they're they're a contender. And a couple of years ago, yeah, they made the playoffs two years ago. Yeah, we so were did Anaheim. I was talking. Well, absolutely, yeah. And I, I mean, but the game is you know changed now, right? So we we're talking more speed, more scoring, and for a team to me that's got a lot of aging guys in their core that got long contracts, you know, two or three years at least that you you really can't get rid of that are going to be very difficult to move. You're kind of stuck in this hole, I guess you could say, that right. you can't really climb out of so quickly. Um, you know, Dowdy's great. I, I think regardless, you know, even at 30 years old, he's still going to be a top 10 defenseman, in my opinion, um, and probably still will yeah, be not, for another four or five years. You're not mad about having him or Kopitar. Right. Yeah. And Kopitar still competes. He's still a good player. Um, Jonathan Quick, he's on the decline. Luckily, they've got, you know, Jack Campbell. Um, you know, they got Cal Peterson and the minors, guys who can potentially you know, ease some of that um, that strain if, you know, Quick doesn't really turn it around or doesn't ever get back to form. But again, with a lot of these pieces we've seen compete for Stanley Cups and win Cups in the past, they could, you know, just out of nowhere, just be freaks turning on and just all of a sudden compete, you know, out of nowhere. But again, they've got a lot of older guys on long, you know, two, three year plus deals that are going to make it very hard to compete, you know, especially when you're tied down to these big numbers for so long. Right. Yeah, I have the LA Kings also as rebuilders, obviously. Uh, I do think because of their high-end talent, where you've got Dowdy and you've got Kopitar, that it really just maybe takes the right, like, all right, can can you figure out some way to get rid of Dustin Brown? Can you, like, can you, can yeah, you do maybe anything? Yeah, a team like know? Anaheim, right? I mean, who's willing to take on a little bit of money? You say, okay, take this guy and we'll give you a second-round pick. Or yeah, we'll I feel throw like in. they need that second round pick. Well, I know they do. I, yeah. I don't think the LA is really in a position to, to necessarily do that. Also, I think Dustin Brown has a pretty 
uh, seven team no trade list. So, yeah. uh, but one thing I will say for LA though is they do have a few guys that they can move at the deadline this year, like a Tyler Toffoli and Alec Martinez, yeah. um, Trevor Lewis, Kyle Clifford. You can move yeah. those guys and guys you can get some picks back for and maybe help accelerate a rebuild. Yeah, I mean, agreed. I look at this team and I, I, I at least say, all right, you still have Kopitar, who is he's he's still putting up. Like this season, he'll probably end up with 70, 75 points. Uh, and so his regression over the next, say, three years, maybe he's like a 60-point guy in three years. But he's, but he, hey, he's we, we never been a speed guy. We talked about Nashville, right, being a contender the last few years. Their number one center is only putting up 60, 65 points. Right, right. So you put good pieces around him, and then you don't sure. have to worry. Uh, and again, all this depends. Like if L.A., which they are last place in the Western Conference, uh, in the entire league right now, they sit... Uh, a little bit a little higher because the eastern conference is bad but they're 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 29th in the league so you know let's say they do end up with the top three pick and then they do that again next year i mean if you do that you're going to end up with some great players and that's going to accelerate your rebuild and so i think la based on having kopitar having dowdy and having good goaltending whether it's quick or campbell both those guys are like you can see one of those guys stepping up into that into that role and at least being good enough to become playoff contenders. Now, just because you're a playoff contender doesn't mean you're making the playoffs. It just means you're probably not finishing in the bottom four of your conference, bottom three of your conference. So I think L.A. may be close to becoming a playoff contender again. Uh, Stanley Cup contenders, though, I, I just don't know. Like, barring some miracles in the lottery. I just don't see this team being in a position to become Stanley cup contenders for a little while, like five to six years before they have a chance to even move from being playoff contenders to going, wow, this team's shifting towards becoming cup contenders again. Yeah. And that's, that's fair. I mean, they got a guy who I think can be a potential number one center with Alex Turcott. Uh, they got a, a, basically a steal in the draft this past offseason that, you know, five, six years will be right in his prime, ready to go. And so, yeah, you could potentially see him as the number one center, Kopitar, number two guy, and they would have a, a really nice one-two punch at that point. So um, we'll see, but, um, yeah. They've got Martin Furk. They've got Martin Furk, that old righty out of Detroit. Okay, uh, 26, I'm moving on. Minnesota Wild for me. Okay. And, um, you know, again, this is a team that, you know, has competed the last few seasons, has always made the playoffs. Um, you know, Bruce Boudreaux has always done a very good job of having them finish at the top of the division um, over the last few seasons. But it seems like lately they're just they're hitting rock bottom. They're worst in the central, and there's a reason for it. I mean, you look at their core group of guys, Parise, Miku Koivu, Eric Stahl, these are all old guys, right? These are guys that are not getting any younger, not getting any faster. And then you look at the back end, Ryan Suter, he's stuck there for another five, six years, I've don't even think five years, years five years after this year they have Parise and Suter yeah I mean, 7.538461 ridiculous money right I mean they've got a couple other nice pieces Matt Dumba Jared Spurgeon on defense who are signed to long-term deals but again you keep hearing Matt Dumba's name thrown around on the trade block because if Bill Guerin's going to start a rebuild for this team right he's your best trade asset he's a very capable top four defenseman signed at a, a relatively decent cap hit at $6 million. So teams that need a righty and need somebody who has the potential to be a 50-point guy, he could be that. 
And so you could get a, a big return on that. And then, you know, again, this team has a lot of old guys stuck to long deals. So, you know, Matt Zuccarello, those are guys that just aren't going to help you accelerate any rebuild. And I think when you got teams ahead of you in the Central and teams in the Pacific that I think are getting better, you're just you're going nowhere but down. Yeah, I actually don't have them as a rebuilder right now because I don't think okay. you can say that you're trying to rebuild when no, and I don't seven think months ago you you signed Matt Zuccarello to a five year thirty million dollar deal. Yeah, and I don't think they are a rebuild team yet to where they've said, but I think their window is is very very narrow. I think you have to get in and get extremely lucky in the playoffs. You know, you yeah. got to get Dubnik to play out of his mind. Who is? I mean, he's getting up there in age. I think he's thirty three and. Um, you know, he's, he's got one more year left on his deal. So, you know, what's, what are they going to do with him afterwards? So, yeah, I mean, to, I, I would say that they are, they are playoff contenders, but if we're looking at rebuilders, playoff contenders, they're that bubble. Like they're a team I, in my notes, I say that they should rebuild, but they've continued to middle as they have for the last 10 years. Like they've been a playoff contender for the last 10 years. They've never been a Stanley Cup contender ever. Even when they, I think one year they, they came close to winning their division and they still weren't a Stanley Cup contender. They just had a really good team, but they didn't have a team that over the course of seven games could beat some of the upper echelon teams in the league, i.e. they could never beat Chicago. (laughs) They always went up against those Chicago Stanley Cup winning teams. Uh, I just look at this and I go, there's there's no way you're going to be be re, a rebuilder in the next year because of the way your lineup's structured. So at this point, you're going to be a team that probably finishes somewhere in the like 26 to 20 spot. I mean, I, th- I think when you look at the standings right now, that's exactly where they are. I think they're about 20, 25th in the league. And, you know, one win puts them into 21st. So they're going to they're going to be somewhere in there by the end of the year. They won't compete for a playoff spot. They're too far back from the Edmonton Oilers. They're 7 points out of a playoff spot. So it's just they're not going to compete for a playoff spot, but they're also not rebuilding. So it's that like middle hell where you're you know your team isn't good, but you also know they aren't that bad, so you're not going to get anything good for it. Right. But Minnesota Wild could win the draft lottery. All you have to do is miss the playoffs and you can win the draft lottery. I mean, in, in the NBA, what were the Cleveland Cavaliers? They they won the draft lottery that, that one year. I know. So, <laughs> so you never know what can happen in that. I mean, if the chances are very small, but even they might not win the first overall pick, but maybe you go from 12 down to three and suddenly you're in, in a nice position. Remember the New Jersey Devils went from... Uh, they they won the lottery and I think they were like 13 or 14th in the in the pick, but that was back when you could only move up a certain amount of spots, like right. five spots or something like that. I think they moved from 11 to six, and that's when yeah. they drafted uh, um, Adam Larson. Must be nice. So yeah, so I, I think Minnesota to me isn't quite that rebuilding team. I'd have them a little bit like on in the case of your list. In my mind, I'd have them a little bit higher because they aren't that even they're not in a rebuild yet (laughs) so they actually have much longer to go because they haven't even started a rebuild and uh, of course we've seen we have seen some teams be able to kind of not have to go through that treacherous 
Buffalo Sabres style rebuild where you have to be horrible for a while to even be halfway decent. Uh, you know, you could retool kind of on the fly and if Minnesota gets fortunate and Bill Guerin is able to uh, work some magic here in his first general manager spot and we'll see what happens. But uh, let's go to your 25. Yeah. yeah. So at, at 25 for me, um, this is a team that they they could be playoff contenders and probably might be playoff contenders bubbled on your list, but it's the San Jose Sharks. Uh, oh, you, so you have them basically as a rebuild. Just about, because when I look at their window, I, I think their window is very, very tiny when you look at some of the other teams ahead of them, but a lot of their pieces that they've got signed long-term are very, very old. Um, you know, Obviously, their defense is eating up a lot of cap money, and Brett Burns ain't young. Vlasic's not getting any younger. He's you know thirty two at this point. Um, and you know your your top forwards are in their pro- I mean they're they're on the, their way out to retirement. Um, you know Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, Logan Couture. Well, I don't is, know if we're counting Patrick Marlowe as a part of any kind of core with no, the San Jose I mean, Sharks. These these are the guys that you know they're relying on right now, right? Logan Couture's there. He's okay, but. Uh, Evander Kane, he he always seems to just go up and down, but these guys are locked into very long-term deals. Um, you know, so are these guys that I think can lead a team into to playoff contention and potential Stanley Cup contention? No, I I, I don't think so. And really? so Eric Carlson and Brent Burns just done. I just I, I think Brent Burns out. will start. I think Brent Burns has hit his plateau and he's going to start to go down. Um, well, I still think he'll be a, a fine def- top four defenseman. I don't think he's going to be that point per game guy. He always once was, right? No, yeah, he's um, not that now. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, yeah. I mean, but, and, and more importantly to me, the bigger concern with this team, and there's nothing in the pipeline that gives me any optimism, is their goaltending, right? They've got Martin Jones locked up for right. another four seasons after this. You're not going to dump him anywhere. Nobody's going to take him. So you either have to buy him out or hope the CBA gives you a buyout clause. Um uh, Aaron Dell, he's been, you know, taking a majority of the starts now. He's looked okay, but at 30 years old, this is what you're getting at this point. Right. You yeah. Know? At, at this point, you're going to have to make a deal. You're going to have to trade something. Right. Or get extremely lucky and overpay for Robin Leonard in the offseason and pull him out of Chicago true. and hope that he can turn it around for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, see, I wouldn't put San Jose in a place where they're they're not anywhere close to a rebuild. I mean, they're obviously trying to win the cup. Like they thought they were cup contenders this year. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought they were cup. Contenders I thought they were a playoff year. contender for sure. But yeah. To yeah. me, I think now at this point, from what I'm seeing, you know, they're closer at this point to me being a rebuilder than they are a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, we'll see who they who they bring in long term, coaching wise. That'll be interesting. Uh, the uh, you know maybe that's a spot for Mike Babcock to go. Interesting. I know there's a lot of crap out there on Babcock, but maybe that's a spot. Hey, it'd be a nice a nice spot to go and and uh, spend the last. Well, I will say this: when you're on the West Coast, you don't get a lot of TV attention, so the spotlight's off him a little bit, and you can kind of hide out there if you're Babcock. Yeah, you could. I mean, there's there's plenty of plenty of guys that I mean. Gerard Gallant could go coach the just just basically trade McClellan and Gallant for right. coaching. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the Sharks are in my list here. I have them as as playoff contender. I say they're a middling team with tons of aging veterans. Uh, they could contend again though. Like if they get a lottery pick here, I mean, remember the last time that they finished out of the playoffs, 
they drafted Thomas Thomas Hurdle at six. And Thomas Hurdle has become a top, a nice top six forward for them and sure. has been like I would say is, you know, as steady as they come. For a guy at six, you're not complaining about having a guy like Thomas Hurdle. Uh granted you can completely miss with the sixth, but you could also do better than Hurdle at six. Like there, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, I think went at six. So oh, there's a, there's a lot of great talent that can be had, and you know one pick could change just the the you know the future for your your franchise. But I would say it looks like they will probably spend three four four years chasing after the playoffs. They'll probably make the playoffs two or three of those years. I think this year, like. You look at how bad they've been. They're not this bad. They aren't this bad. I hope so. I mean, for Eric Carlson's sake too. I, I think to see I a guy think like that next year they'll come back with a new coach and they'll they'll come in and they'll make the playoffs and people will go, oh wow, oh wow, yeah. Last year I guess was an anomaly. I, I do think this year is a little bit is, is a blip on the radar. They do need to bring in some fresh blood though, and uh, you know they'll have eighteen million dollars in cap space next year. Uh, they they could trade Brendan Dillon. Who could bring in something? You know, you've got a Melker Carlson, and I, I don't think you're going to have. You'll probably have Thornton come back. <laughs> he just probably. keeps coming back. Uh, Marlow won't be back, and so you know, you almost need you almost need those guys to just go. Like, if I'm the Sharks, I'm actually saying we like we appreciate you, but we don't want either one of you back because we need to change the culture now. Like, as long as Joe Thornton is there, it's his team. Sure. It's his team. You need to get him out of there. Like he can go sign somewhere else if he wants. He can go play with Ryan Getzlaff in Anaheim. It's not very far away. <laughs> or he can go play with Kopitar in LA. There you go. I don't see Thornton in a It's just weird to see him. <laughs> uh so I, I do I have them as you know, they're they're probably right in the middle of the pack of playoff contenders. They could become Stanley Cup contenders again if they get extremely lucky. Like if you add Lafreniere to this lineup. Or Byfield, suddenly this is a whole different ballgame. Oh, sure. Yeah. But that's a that's an incredibly lucky turn of events if that were to happen. But otherwise, I have them three to four years left of playoff contention. And then probably someone's going to go, okay, we need to rebuild because now we have a 35-year-old Carlson, or a Vlasic. We've got a 33-year-old Carlson. We've got a, a 33-year-old coacher. Like, all your guys are going to be aged out right you're gonna need to move guys around so uh hopefully for their sake they have an ability to turn things around and have another few years of uh of contention for the cup um do you have any other teams that you would consider to be like actually rebuilding right now who's your next uh you know what actually we're gonna we're gonna stop for this episode and you can listen to the next episode to uh to find that out i would say i have two other teams that are rebuilders i'll tease them for you now i've got the new york rangers and the chicago blackhawks are my other two rebuilding teams okay so if they're not next on your list and i'm gonna be shaking my head over here (laughs) uh but we will hear the rest of those and continue this list on the next episode of overtime hockey talk let us know what you thought of our first oh seven teams or so and uh yeah Find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. We'll talk to you guys soon.